Welcome to PlayStation Daily. I'm John Blanco, and settle in, folks. It's time for another Friday chill. How's everybody doing? Uh, I got an exciting little chill tonight. We are going to do some voting on the Game Awards, just sort of live. Um, before I do that, uh, I wanted to talk about a few things. Uh, one, today we got an update for the PlayStation Portal. So the firmware was updated to 201. Uh, it's the first time I've done an update on the Portal. So it does require, I think, a 50% battery life. And uh, it didn't take too long um, once it went. I am seeing reports that it improves performance, streaming performance, input lag, all of that. Um. I, I I tried a uh, Tetris Effect Connected because I figured that was the the game that is you know the hardest to play, and um, I didn't I don't think I noticed too much of a difference. It's really hard to manage. I mean, it definitely wasn't worse. It might have been a little bit better. I can still play a good game of Tetris like you know first level, but uh, yeah, I'll have to see through the week as I play more. Um, I haven't played too much of my Portal the last few days. Uh, and just see if it makes a difference. I would definitely like to know if somebody else is noticing a difference. And I think some of the improvements might have been on very specific situations. So you might find that you see some improvement where other people maybe didn't. So try it for yourself. Uh, see what you think. I also wanted to talk about streaming. Uh, this is something I wanted to do. So last week I mentioned that I now hardwired my PS5 into the wall with uh, Ethernet cable and uh, just overall improved my network situation. Thanks again, Arthur, in my house. So uh, uh, this week I got to testing out the streaming. And I mean, this is the cloud streaming. We're not talking portal anymore. We're talking, uh, you know, PS Plus premium service using the cloud streaming. And uh, the first game I played was Until Dawn. Now, this was a game that I... This is before I actually played the game. I had tested it out, and the streaming of the uh, the, the, the video, the, the cutscenes, was really shaky. And that's when I downloaded the game and then said, oh, no, it's actually much better. That was just a cloud issue. And then I went on to, to freaking love Until Dawn. Uh, so I tried streaming it uh, from the cloud. And boy... Did that make a difference? <laughs> the the cutscenes performed much better. Uh, probably not as good as the downloaded version, but much, much better, like actually playable better. So that problem solved. And right away, I knew cloud streaming was going to be much more fathomable for me. Uh, I then tested out Callisto Protocol and uh, it was a game that I hadn't played before. And I played no joke. I played about 20 to 25 minutes of it. Now, probably closer to a half hour. And I actually had forgotten that I was cloud streaming it. I was just playing it. Performance was great. It was so steady and, and perfect. I just forgot I was cloud streaming it. And then I, I decided I wanted to play some more of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't download it. So I did download it. But yeah, the cloud streaming was rock solid. I was pretty floored by the fact that I had just forgotten about that. So that was great. And then um, and then I was doing some stuff at my computer, and I decided, let me stream uh, one of my favorite games, Life is Strange, True Colors. Uh, if you're a Life is Strange fan, you know the title screens have really great music, and there's just a vibe going on. And True Colors, 
it has a special place in my heart because it's a game that takes place in a small town in Colorado, which is where I live. And I've been to these small towns and it's it's a fictional small town, but it very much feels like, you know, you go up to Idaho Springs, you go to Georgetown, like it has that same feel. And so I, I kick that off so I can watch the title screen and then I hit the button so I could watch the opening uh, cutscene with Alex and... And, you know, cross the bridge and go see Gabe. And and if you've played this game, you know what I'm talking about. And the streaming was fantastic. It was just great. It it did really well. In fact, I was convinced maybe I was running... Because um, at first it was still in fidelity mode. And I, I noticed it. So the, the frame rate's cut in half, but it looks better. You know how that works. And then I switched it to the resolution mode. Because that's... you. I'm not the resolution mode. The performance mode. Because that's usually how I play the game. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, like it looks just like it. And I was like, maybe I'm, I must be running a downloaded version because I've played this game many times before. But I don't have it downloaded. It was running it off the cloud. So I have to say, very impressive. Uh, PlayStation's cloud streaming is extremely uh, impressive. Definitely, if it's something that you want to do a lot, uh, definitely hook it up to the wire. Don't go over Wi-Fi. Um, you'll get so much better performance out of it. And then try to improve your, your Wi-Fi situation, too, in your house for the for the portal. But, yeah, um, I was pretty blown away. So I, I'm still going to download games when I decide I'm going to play them long term. But this is a great solution for doing, like, the trialware, uh, trying out games on PS Plus, game catalog. I'm definitely going to go every time with streaming first and see if I like it and go from there. Um, uh, played fantastic. Before we get to the Game Awards, I want to talk about a game I've been playing this week. Uh, Persona 5 Tactica. This is in the Persona 5 series. If you've played Persona 5 or Persona 5 Royal, then you know you know what I'm talking about. A fantastic RPG, a long RPG, I know, but I played through it twice and loved it both times. I've played it on PS5 and Switch. Tactica is a tactics-based game, so it's turn-based. It looks more like an XCOM then, you know, maybe, you know, another game like a Fire Emblem, uh, Mario and Rabbids, if you will. I'm trying to think of all the, the, the there's not too many of the games that look like this style. But this one, uh, you, it has all the characters from Persona 5, all your playable characters. And it wraps them around a new story revolving around two characters named Toshiro and Arena. And you kind of get sucked into this alternate world and you're not quite sure where you are. And uh, the whole game tells this story about why you're there and what's going on with Toshiro and, and all of that. The art style is fantastic. It, it just blew me away when I first saw it. Um, a lot of the characters are now rendered in 2D and, and just they're very, very cute, almost chibi, but not quite. And uh, really cool to see some of my favorite characters there. In fact, I have a little Anne figurine next to my PS5. So uh, and she's in the game. Love it. Uh, the story takes place over four major chapters, I would say. And uh, it's not a direct continuation from Persona 5, although it takes place sometime after Persona 5, but it's kind of its own kind of standalone story. Could you play this without having played Persona 5? Of course. But uh, I think knowing the characters really sort of helps here. They don't really spend time introducing the characters or explaining who they are. They're just like, hey, it's Morgana. You know Morgana. And... So I really wouldn't recommend this unless you've played Persona 5. 
Uh, I'm not in love with the story. In fact, the story is the biggest problem with this game, which is a shame because Persona 5 story is really good. They're telling a story and they're spending way too much time telling it. It's so elongated. The dialogue goes on and on and on and on and on. And um, I don't know. It's it's kind of driving me crazy. I don't want to skip it because what's the point if I skip it? But I have been kind of speeding through it. Uh, and I usually don't do that with voice acted games. The combat there is uh, it's all turn based. And um, mostly everything you'd sort of expect. Every character has a, a gun. They can do a melee attack, which will actually hit and push a character into the air. So there's some strategy there about like claiming squares. And what I think is the um, one of the, the cooler aspects of it, um, there are times when you shoot a character or hit a character and you down them. Sometimes it can happen the first time you hit them. Sometimes you have to hit them a couple times. It just really depends. I've, I've never gotten a full feel of it. But usually like a second time you hit them, it'll down them. And then once you've downed a character, you can surround that character with the other three characters and do a all out attacks. And basically you form a like this fiery triangle and you do this all out attack similar to the to the to the Persona 5 game. But you just do the all out attack in a different way. And it's really fun because you're trying what you're really trying to do in combat is not just take your turn and take, you know, enemies down but you are trying to set up this all-out attack all the time and it's really fun to do so you can kind of like i want to move my character into this corner and shoot from there because i want to make the triangle as big as possible because what happens is everybody in that triangle gets like roasted with like a major attack so if you can get six or seven characters in the middle of that triangle it's it's really nice so you want to kind of spread your characters around the battlefield and um, i really enjoy that aspect of it Again, though, um, while the battling is the best part of the game, there's only a few different types of enemies, and you're just fighting the same types of enemies all the time. And none of the levels are particularly difficult, and I'm not even doing any of the side quest missions. Um, it's rather straightforward. It's not too hard. I think once you, once you learn that the fire triangle is really what you're trying to do the whole game, um, that's basically it. You're not trying to like take out enemies by wiping away all their health. You're trying to down them and set up triangles. So I will say the battle is the best part of the game, but I really wish there was just more variety to it. Um, another downside is you can use any of the characters, but you can only use three characters in a level. Um, and generally I use Joker and then I use the, the character arena, which is uh, the, the main one of the main characters in this game and the only usable one. And then I use either like Ryuji or Anne, uh, just depending on my mood. Mostly pick Anne, but sometimes I pick Ryuji. And that's it. So <laughs> that leads to the problem, which is you have weapon upgrades, but there's no need to do weapon upgrades for all your characters. I just use weapon upgrades for the three characters that I'm using all the time. And you have to buy guns. You can also fuse persona into guns but for the most part all the money i make i'm not buying weapons for all the different characters so i can just focus on three characters and that's it there's no difference between the other characters yeah they have different attacks but they're mostly all the same there's nothing dynamic or different between them uh the same is with the the fusing the personas all the characters can have two personas one is like their standard one from the game and then from the Persona 5 game. And the other one is an extra one. 
So in in the original game, the characters, except for your main character, Joker, could only have the one. Now they can have a couple. But there's no sense in doing it. You just pick the three characters you want to use, unless for some reason you just want to go between the characters. And there's really no reason. There's no unique dialogue or anything. Just pick three characters and focus on them, and you'll have a much more sane time. I just wish there was a reason to go between all the characters. It's just, it's weird. So overall, not in love with the game. I was really hyped for this game. For most of this year, I said this was the game I was most hyped to play. Um, I'm a bit disappointed. I'm still playing it, though. I have about, I think, 10 more missions to go. I'm going to try to finish it. Um, but um, yeah, I'm a little disappointed in it. I'm I'm really looking forward to, uh, I'm probably going to start up with uh, Batman Arkham Trilogies being re-released tomorrow. So uh, I'm probably going to try to start on that one. I'm trying to finish out Persona 5 Tactica. Not, probably not tonight, but sometime tomorrow. Really disappointed. It's sad, but um, what can you do? Not terrible enough that I stopped playing, but. All right, let's do some voting here. So I'm logged into the Game Awards site. Um, they have a category called Player's Voice, which is your favorite game of the year. Player's Voice is 100% fan voted award across three rounds. Vote up to five games this round. So I can vote up to five games here. Here are the games. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Genshin Impact, Hogwarts Legacy, Hunkai Star Rail, Lies of P, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, interesting they didn't put Mario in here because I think... Does this one have all of the Game of the Year nominees? Marvel Spider-Man, Resident Evil, Tale, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, no, Baldur's Gate 3. So it's missing... I can't remember. It's missing Mario Wonder. Alan Wake 2. Yeah, so it's just missing Mario. All right, anyway. Um, I can pick five games this round. I'm going to pick Tears of the Kingdom because that is my game of the year. I'm going to pick Baldur's Gate 3 because I'm loving that one. I'm going to pick Marvel Spider-Man 2 because that's amazing. Um, I haven't played... Okay, I've played Hogwarts Legacy. I'm going to give that a vote because it didn't get voted for um, game of the year. So the rest of these games are games I haven't played. I have played Resident Evil 4, um, the old one. Um, I'm just going to go with... I'm going to give Lies of P a vote. I think it deserves some recognition. That's a game I, I might play in the future. So there we go. Those are my five. Let's just look at some nominees here. Um, I know I know it's a PlayStation podcast, but Game of the Year, I am putting in my vote for... Tears of the Kingdom. Sorry, everybody. It's just really good. <laughs> it's really good. I will vote for Baldur's Gate 3 for the rest of them. Um, best Game Direction. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. I'm going to go with Marvel's Spider-Man 2 here. I I love the way they did the the dual protagonist and the way they handled it the whole game. Made it really interesting. And then brought them together for certain missions and cutscenes. Um I'm going to chalk that up to game direction. Next category, best narrative. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. 
I'm going to give this to Baldur's Gate 3 because usually with these like high fantasy type games, I just get so lost in the story. And I'm, I'm assuming when I play Final Fantasy 16, that same thing's going to happen. For some reason in Baldur's Gate 3, I was really tuned into the story. I never it, it it's it is a fantasy story, but I think they just don't make it super weird. And I really like it. I, 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 all the way to the end, I was like following along with the story and really engaged in the side stories. That's not something that I always do. So for that, I'm going to give them, even though I think a narrative game should be best narrative. Best art direction. Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Wonder, Tears of the Kingdom. <sighs> this one's between Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Hi-Fi Rush. I played both of them. I think I'm going to give this one to Hi-Fi Rush. It was It's so colorful, so beautiful. And um, yeah, I, I it just had a great look. I love the look of Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Don't get me wrong. But, um, m- you know, I, I think Hi-Fi Rush was built from the ground up. So I'm going to give that one to uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Best score in music. Uh, I, I'm just... I'm going to go with Baldur's. Mm. I mean, it's it's the usual. I won't even say who the usual ones. I feel like Final Fantasy 16 is probably a good one here, but I haven't played it. Um, I really like the music in Baldur's Gate 3, so I'm going to nominate Baldur's Gate 3. I'm not big into music. It's just something you need to know. Uh, yeah, best audio design. I'm going to give that one to um, Hi-Fi Rush. Again, I'm not going to really read it all because I'm just not big into music. Honestly, I should just skip the category. All right, best performance. We have uh, a dude from Final Fantasy 16, the dude from Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba from Phantom Liberty, uh, the girl from Alan Wake 2, a dude from Baldur's Gate, and Spider-Man from Marvel Spider-Man 2. That is not what I expected Spider-Man to look like. Um, I think I talked about this before. I While I love Spider-Man, I don't know if I would say it's best performance. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, it's a weird way. Um, this one's tough because I feel like the best performance is probably coming from a game that I haven't played yet. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the one girl here, uh, Alan Wake 2. I hear a lot of great things about her performance in that game. Um... I don't want to be biased and give it to one of my favorite actors, Idris Elba. Uh, So I'm going to give it to her. Innovation and accessibility. I am just not able to vote in that category. I'm going to skip it. It's not not something I've benefited from. So I'm going to skip that one. Games for Impact. I love this category. A Space for the Unbound. Chance of Sonar. Goodbye Volcano High. Chia, Terranil, and Venba. I played a little bit of Venba and really loved what I played. Um, I'm, I'd like to I'd like to play that game at some point, uh, but I, I I did a review for it and I did it I, I reviewed it on my wife's Switch so she can play it too. Um, but that's a game I definitely want to play. Um, I played a little bit of Chia. I do really want to play Goodbye Volcano High. I really want to play that one, but I haven't yet. I'm going to give this one to Venba because just from all the games I played, that's the one for me. But I really want to get to Goodbye Volcano High. Best ongoing game. You know what? It's just not the category for me. 
Have I ever said that I really do want to try Genshin Impact? I, I did run it for like 20 minutes one time. I really wouldn't mind getting into that game a little bit. <laughs> Best community support. I mean, who cares? I'm skipping this category. Best independent game. All right. This is controversial. Not all these games are independent, really. Uh, the nominees are Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Well, I'm flat out going to give it to Dredge because it's the only game I've well, no, I did play Sea of Stars. I enjoyed Dredge a lot more. Um, sea of Stars, fantastic looking game. Has a ton going for it. It just didn't fully connect for me, especially the way Dredge did. And Dave the Diver, I hear nothing but good things. And Cocoon. Um, but I have heard the controversy that Dave the Diver really is not an indie game. Uh, who knows what any of these are? Dredge is published by Team 17 and has a different development. I've heard people say independent games have to be published by themselves. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think of all the games on here, Sea of Stars is probably the most indie. Um, but if I got to pick best game here, I'm going to pick Dredge. They need to fix that category for next year. Best debut indie game, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, Viewfinder. That's a tough one. Um, that's going to be between Venba and Dredge for me. I'm going to go with Dredge. It's really the only one I fully played through and... Um, I found it fantastic, but I really do recommend Venba. It's a short game, but I do recommend it. All right, next up, we got best mobile game. Um, there's only one game on here I have played. It's Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Terra Nil, and my vote, Monster Hunter Now. I've played a lot of Monster Hunter Now. I really enjoy it. It gets me gets me out and walking Maybe it doesn't get me out walking more, but it has made my my morning walks um, much more motivating, I guess. <laughs> uh, fantastic game, especially if you love Monster Hunter. Best VR AR game. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village, VR Mode, and Synapse. I've heard good things about all of these. I did play Humanity in non-VR mode. And I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the concept, so I'm just going to vote for that one. Um, but I've heard lots of lots of good things about all of them, especially Synapse. Best action game? Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runners 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. I have to vote for the only game that I played through this year, Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, fantastic game. Not without its faults, mind you, but what a fantastic art style. What a fantastic story. Fantastic characters. Um, yeah, uh, quite an achievement. Um, a, a delicious game. I do want to play Armored Core 6, though. It's, it's on my want list. Best action adventure game. Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I love Spider-Man 2 to death, but Tears of the Kingdom, when you're talking action and adventure, it's hard to beat this year. Best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3. Done. <laughs> that was the only category Starfield, I think, got nominated for. Best fighting game, um, God of Rock, never even heard of it. Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, which <laughs> that game just came out. Pocket Bravery and Street Fighter 6. 
I think Mortal Kombat 1 looks incredible, but I just haven't played it. But I played like 50 hours of Street Fighter 6 and, and I 100%ed the campaign. So I am going to vote for Street Fighter 6. I do want to get to Mortal Kombat 1. Hey, probably next year. Best family game. Disney Illusion Island. No. Party Animals. Pikmin 4. Sonic Superstars. Super Mario Brothers. Wonder. Uh... For the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre. I'm going to give this one to Pikmin 4 because you can play with a with a partner. And in fact, towards the end of my Pikmin 4 playthrough, I actually had my wife join me and help me with some of the missions. And it really helped out on some of the harder missions. So <laughs> I actually played that with my family. Best sim or strategy game, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, City Skyline 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, Pikmin 4. Um, this is a tough one between Advanced Wars 1 and 2 and Fire Emblem Engage. Um, both are good. Fire Emblem Engage just tells a better story, and I love all the unique characters in the game. And I, I loved it so much, I played it almost immediately after finishing it the first time. And I, I went through the whole game twice this year, so I got to give that to Engage. I loved Advance Wars 1 and 2. You know, it gets a little repetitive. <laughs> and, you know, you know it, it was not characters. All right, well, the next one is sports and racing, and I'm not really going to do that one. Best multiplayer, um, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, Super Mario Wonder. Um, that one's just got to be Diablo 4 because of it. It's the only game that I've played multiplayer this year. <laughs> I've heard really good things about Baldur's Gate 3 playing multiplayer that's fantastic best adaptation Castlevania Nocturne Gran Turismo Last of Us The Last of Us the Super Mario Brothers movie and Twisted Metal um, I've seen The Last of Us and Super Mario Brothers movie I do want to see the Gran Turismo movie at some point I gotta give this one to The Last of Us though pure adaptation my gosh, that series was amazing. Episode three was one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Um, but I, I love the Super Mario Brothers movie as well. I've seen that a couple times. I mean, I don't go to movie theaters t multiple times to see a movie, but this year I saw a Super Mario Brothers movie in theaters twice. I haven't done that since Ready Player One. So <laughs> that tells you a lot about that movie. Um, but I got to go with The Last of Us. Uh, this will be the last one. The most anticipated game for 2024. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. This one breaks down into three. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth um, is a game I really enjoyed. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I didn't play it until this year. Really enjoyed it. I actually think I want to replay it again in the future. Um, I just feel like I can do better at it and... Yeah, I just want to replay it. It was that fantastic. That being said, I do not think I'll be playing Rebirth at launch. Um, I got to play Remake for free on PS Plus, and I don't really want to pay full price for Rebirth quite yet. Hades 2, that'll be a day one game for me whenever that comes out. I am so excited for Hades 2 for sure. And Star Wars Outlaws is another game I'm really interested in. I don't know if it'll be day one or not, but I'm really interested in it. I'd like it to be day one, and I'm willing to to pay full price day one for it. Uh, I'm not quite sure if that has a release date. I think it's supposed to be in... 
Yeah, could be March 2024. I'm really excited for that one. Uh, I got to go with Hades 2 on this one for sure. I just cannot wait for Hades 2. So, all right. I think we'll stop it there, but that was fun. Uh, why don't you let me know uh, what you're voting for? That's I'm really curious to see what 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 my audience is is really into, especially on that. What game you're excited for? I would assume most of you are really excited for Rebirth. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for Rebirth. <laughs> you just can't pay 70 bucks for all these games, right? I can't. I'm not buying Alan Wake 2 on day one and Rebirth. And you know, there's no way you can't can't do it. All right. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Um, the holiday season continues on. PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. You can send me topic ideas you'd like to hear me talk about. Feedback for the show. Send me those topics. Or just say hello on threads at PS Daily Pod. Or send me an email to PlayStationDailyPod at gmail.com. Hope you've enjoyed today's pod. Happy gaming. Happy holidays again. And until next time. PlayStation.